Hi, and welcome back to the Fitness Fee podcast. Today, I've got with me a guest, and he is called David Merles, and he's all the way from New Zealand. Uh, I met him through the James Smith Academy, um, and he has um, lots of um, little insights and things that he's got up his sleeve. Um, A lot of them are fitness uh, related, um, and he's going to share with us um, his influences and his journey through fitness. So hi, David. How are you? Hi, Fee. Really good. Thank you. Um, appreciate you inviting me to be on your podcast. And uh, it's great to connect with someone across the other side of the world. How exciting. Cool, cool. So, um, oh, first of all, could you just give us a little bit of background about like who you are, what your fitness journey has been recently or in the past few years? Yeah, for sure. So I'm 39 years old. I have had like a mixed experience with fitness throughout my life. I've been involved in running off and on. Um, I guess sport hasn't been like a huge part of my life, but I've always wanted to have some level of fitness. I guess what happened about two years ago is that I uh, looked in the mirror and I guess I wasn't really happy with what I, what I saw. I think I was coming up to a birthday, which is often a time of reflection. And um, I decided to do something about it. And I got in touch with a friend of mine, friend slash um, client at the time, who was a personal trainer. Uh, shout out to Roddy. And Roddy got me into his gym and just started on the path, I guess, of really applying the theory of just getting started with something, really small steps and not attempting to go from zero to 100 immediately. And I think that approach really resonated with me. So that's how it all started. Um, thanks to Roddy. <laughs> yeah, oh, cool. Uh, I did notice on your, uh, I was obviously being a bit of a, an, an Insta stalker on your um, your Insta page. And I noticed that, like, obviously, like you say, you did used to do quite a lot of running. Um, do you still do that? Is that something you obviously enjoy doing the running? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, um, it's, a, it's kind of a, I wouldn't say love-hate, but it's a thing for me that is really, uh, important and I've had just off and on periods but at the moment yeah I'm doing quite a bit of running um, I've got a race in a couple of weeks time and uh, yeah I'd like to see myself as a runner and constantly trying to get better and better and yeah I do enjoy it so well anybody that runs is a runner in my book because I, I really don't like it <laughs> yeah and- it seems to be that way right it seems to be people are either uh, either a runner and open to it or they're like no way no thank well, you well I have done it and I, I have like I've done a half marathon and that was like that was about the last time I ran it kind of like put me off so I I, I enjoyed doing it when I think before that it was um you just went to went and ran because you didn't you know there was no kind of like I suppose targets or times or anything and then as I was training for the the half marathon it became much more of a chore because I had to do it to be able to like run the half marathon so but yeah I you know I know I have got friends that are uh runners shall we say and I think it is (laughs) that you kind of uh you either love it or you don't don't you You get into that that out especially outdoors I would imagine do you do a lot of outdoor running yeah combination um at the moment I've set myself a challenge and it's a bit of a random one which is to do one kilometer each day so minimum of one kilometer every day and so just this morning, I, was, I just can't stop sweating jeepers. Um, it, it was one kilometer on the treadmill inside. It was just easy, you know, like the gym was there and it was dark. And so, um, yeah. yeah, a bit of both, indoor and outdoor. But 
Yeah, I do enjoy it. So your your friend obviously got you uh, into the fitness side of things. Um, And obviously, like you said, um, you touched on there, like doing the small and little often things rather than going from like zero to hero in a very short amount of time and not being able to maintain that. So what what other thing? Obviously, you had your running. Did did you get into the weight training? Did you look at the nutritional side of it as well? What did you find, kind of like the biggest eye opener to you? Because you were obviously fit because you were you were running. So what was it that mm. what was it that you realized that you needed to concentrate more on to to achieve the goals that you were looking for? Yeah, I guess for me it was. Um several components so there was the weight uh, training component to it so there was uh, gym sessions it wasn't just uh, say running or walking it was um, definitely a weight training element to what we were doing and um, then the nutrition got introduced and yeah again it wasn't like going from uh, what I was doing nutrition wise to you know totally clean and counting calories and going to the extreme, it was more just about making slight adjustments and I guess having awareness rather than um, trying to radically adjust. So, um, yeah, I guess that just lends to my personality, which is to build momentum and start small and, you know, step up rather than to try and make radical change. And I don't think that's really sustainable generally anyway, is it? Um, Yeah. So, so yeah, we went, we went from, so the gym and it was just, it was a, overall incorporating into my lifestyle which which was helpful um, and I think having just conversations around it having that third party so not a friend or a family member that um, you know has knowledge of fitness and nutrition but also just that third party that um, held some accountability and kept me uh, kept me going and kept me on track so so yeah that was I guess like what you could call phase one of this fitness journey and then um, I think 75 hard entered the conversation at some point and to me I guess for anyone that doesn't know 75 hard it's a 75 day long challenge that involves two workouts per day following a diet that's up to you uh, drinking 3.75 liters of water and reading a book taking uh, photos and so it's just like this overwhelming thing for a lot of people myself included Um, but it also aroused curiosity and so it was something that you know appealed to me and I, I liked the idea of it it just seemed like too big a stretch from where I was to, to doing that um, and so that's when I started this 30 flex thing just to act as a gateway to getting there right? like so approximately half of the 75 requirements shorter and just a lot more achievable and that played into my mindset and that belief of um, starting small and working up to something larger yeah Um, so yeah that's sort of what happened okay so the 75 hard it is like because i'm not sure if we have that in the uk i'm probably going to say that now and somebody's going to correct me uh but i know that there's a lot of australians do it um and like you say it's continuous for 75 days i can't actually even imagine that but (laughs) so (laughs) what that is that's like two months isn't it pretty much um yeah, yeah exactly. of doing some two workouts a day so what type of workouts are you doing that's that's pretty intense every single day with no rest days at all to- totally yeah and you've only got to search the internet to see the negative 
opinion of it, you know, how it is unsustainable and perhaps unhealthy and risky. But um, the big caveat is that one of the workouts or both of the workouts can be just walking. They can both be 45 minute walks if you want. So, so you can dial down the intensity to a fairly manageable amount. Uh, the only thing is one of them's got to be outside. So that's, uh, it's quite interesting when it's winter time and yeah, yeah. it's cold and rainy, but, but no, it's an American guy that started that. Um, so did a global type of a thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say it's probably global and I just don't realize it. It doesn't come on my way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have so obviously, you've taken that idea and then you've created something yourself, which is called the 30, 30 day flex, which is a similar sort of thing um but like you say you've scaled it down to that sort of kind of like halfway mark um so this is something that you've come up with yourself and you've got an instagram page for this as well so um yeah. do you want to tell us a little bit about that as well so what's yeah for, for sure yeah so it's um something that i've been chipping away at for the last i guess year or 18 months and i've gone through phases of you know being gung-ho on it and then it's gone to the back burner at times but um it was essentially started to yeah keep keep myself on on board on track um when 75 hard wasn't either something that i was doing or i you know i just i like accountability and i like a challenge and I, I find that um again that just plays into my personality type i also like the community element and the networking element and so i thought that if there's a way to interact with like-minded people and to you know, build habits and to um, you know, have some mechanism in place that keeps you keeps you honest, right? Um, I thought, what a what a cool little thing to start. And so, so yeah, as I say, it's probably been off and on for the last eighteen months, and then just recently, in the last uh, couple of months since the beginning of the year, uh, Emily, my girlfriend's like, why don't you why don't you get this back going? You know, like it's it's a cool idea. And so I fired it back up, and yeah, just just spending a bit more time on it at the moment, and. It's quite cool. The gym I go to, there's um, a couple of the members there that have gotten on board, and so there's there's some movement with it, which which is cool. Cool. So yeah, so, so what does that does it have to be fitness related? Is it because I'm assuming that you do you have to do something every day for the thirty days? Uh, no, the cool thing with it is that it's totally flexible. You can specify whatever you would like to work on, and so we've got some members that are committing to. Uh, 20 minutes a day of gardening. Um, there's one guy that's committed to cleaning out his storage unit sometime in the 30 days. And so um, it's not, it, it can be anything you want it to be. It doesn't need to be daily. It can be, say, X. So, for example, I'm doing uh, six yoga sessions in the 30 days. Um, so it can be either a daily activity or a monthly. Um, it can be as many or as little as you'd like. And yeah, so that's um, I'm assuming that's where mech- the flex comes into rather than the hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah, and the, and the thing that keeps people, um, I guess, adhering to the task is that there's a penalty, there's a $30 fine that, that uh, gets paid to charity if, if you don't complete one of your tasks. And so that's the that's the thing that's um, holding holding you in there. Yeah, so, so I saw that. So so people, uh, obviously, they, like, join as a member, like a pay a monthly membership to do it. Yeah. Like you say, if yeah. they say, I'm going to commit to do 20 minutes of gardening three times a week or whatever, and, and then if they don't fulfill, fulfill it, they have to do a fine towards charity. It's a, it's a really good That's idea. Right. Um, I can definitely see cool, yeah. Yeah, how people would use it as um, 
it, you know, it is the accountability, isn't it? It's to be able to to do the things that you want to do, but have something to help you do that. Because sometimes that can be the hardest bit, isn't it? You can want to do it. You can intentionally try to do it. Yet there's something that's, you, you know, between between that and you actually doing the action that you want is sometimes the hardest bit, isn't it? I mean, more often than not, we, you know, we hear people say, well, I know what to do, but I just can't like do it I, I can't like implement that actual action um and sometimes just having that little stop gap and that accountability and somebody behind you can make that the biggest difference totally yeah and and i guess that's sort of the coaching model isn't it having that third party but this is just a way an alternative way of going about doing it so i mean as i say it's, it's just something that has come out of a need of my own like there's, yeah. there's so many things that I sort of would like to do and to change. And so by putting it onto the 30 flex challenge, it just sort of holds me account because I don't want to pay the $30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a good incentive, you know, for some people it, it will probably work. Um, so yeah, I, I love that idea. I think it's uh, it's really good. So um, what, what experience could you share with the, the listeners that um, you're obviously a very busy man. You've, you've got a family, uh, you've got a daughter, haven't you? Um, you know, and you've yeah. obviously got a, a very busy lifestyle. You've, you know, got your fitness and, as well. So, you know, what what experience could you share with with listeners that might be struggling with that kind of like busy lifestyle and they're not quite sure, you know, where to start, how they can maintain it? Um, have you got any examples and experiences that you can like fall back on? Um, yeah, I guess I guess you're right in that saying comes to mind that you know if you want something done ask a busy person to do it so i'd find that almost the harder thing would be for people that have got ample time and that are struggling to get some momentum to get moving and to get going on some form of activity or you know changing nutrition habits or something so um yeah i guess, I guess for me my sort of go-to response to that would be to prioritize it and if you need to have some some kind of account accountability like whether it's you know a personal trainer or a membership to the james smith academy for example like that would be another option right mm. um i guess and this is a bit of a weird response but i guess for me and what i believe is that if you're in an environment of people that are valuing say fitness and healthy living and nutrition then you're just way more likely to um go down that road right whereas if yeah. you're close friends and family are um, not active then I think your chances are just going to be so much more decreased so um, yeah having some awareness on that would, yeah. would be uh, important yeah 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 I think like you, your support network and being surrounded by people who are very like-minded definitely helps and obviously it you know it's not available for everybody who wants to start this journey but have been with those kind of people, it does make you want to do it more, doesn't it? So if you're, you know, if you totally. can get yourself to a gym or get, you know, even online support, it just, it really does make that little bit of difference. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you're not in the the best place um, mentally wise either, it can just like, it. that's all you could need is that little boost to almost like having people who are around you who are inspiring you because, you want to be more like them, even though that's, you know, totally. you still want your own journey. But, it you know, it's great to have those kind of people around you. And like you say, it is 
it is much harder to do it when, especially if you're living with people who are, are don't like want to change their eating habits or don't want to be more active. Um, it can make it seem so much harder uh, when you're surrounded by those type of people. So what's the, um, yeah, absolutely. What, what's the, what's the biggest learning curve that you found while going through your journey? Cause obviously fitness has, I'm assuming been part of your life. I know you said you've never been sporty, but you, you've obviously been a runner in the past. You're still a runner. Um, what's the biggest learning curve that you've found about yourself as you've like gone through your, your journey or still going through your journey towards your health and fitness goals? Um, yeah, I guess one thing that comes to mind is along this journey, um, the 75 hard things. So that uh, includes no alcohol. That's like one of the requirements is that you've got to follow a diet and also no alcohol for 75 days. And for me, I was um, like a bit, you know, like not excessively, but consistently. And so for me to have 75 days off, it was like, wow, that was a major lifestyle adjustment. And so having that um, like hard break, you know, I'd never done 75 days off, off the booth since I was like 18, to be honest. And um, for me, that was just probably the biggest, biggest thing. And um, so since, since then, uh, about a year and a half ago, like I've sort of dabbled with drinking, not drinking. And now I'm, I haven't drunk in the last, I don't know, a couple of months, two, three, four months, I guess. And wow. um, yeah, I'm really quite pro on that. Um, I know it's quite like, I don't know about the UK, but in New Zealand, like there's, yeah, it's just a massive part of social life, right? Drinking, going for beers. And yeah. um, there's, there's a movement, I think, like there is a no alcohol movement coming. And um, I think that's like something that's really been interesting to me is cutting that out of my life. Um, I don't know if I'll, I'm not saying I'll never drink again, but probably at this stage, there's no reason to. So. Yeah, yeah I, really I just recommend like, ex- yeah, experimenting with that. That's just something that I really encourage anyone to do. Yeah. What What was the um? What were the biggest benefits that you found from that, like health wise, within those first like seventy five days? What was because did you? I mean, obviously, you said you weren't a heavy drinker, but you were probably I don't know, maybe having a couple of drinks a week. It wasn't anything that you probably monitored, but you were still drinking. What did you mm. did you find it really hard just to go completely like that's it? I'm not drinking any more alcohol. Complete cold turkey. How did you approach that? Yeah, it was more of a lifestyle adjustment from a social standpoint. You know, like I love going for beers with mates and like you know having that as a social element. Like that was sort of a go-to thing. Like if I didn't have my daughter or was free, I was just like, oh, should we go for a beer? You know, it's like the go-to sort of activity to do. Um, but the benefits have just been humongous. Like there's been uh, sleep improvement, there's been, um, you know, energy improvement, there's been cost savings, there's been um, just, you know, so many improvements. And so, I'm a, uh, yeah, I'm just a really big advocate for that. And um, I don't know, I, I'm no, like, I'm not, I don't remember the stat on this, but I think it's something like it does take 60 days to fully leave your body. Could be wrong on that one. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. It's something like that, right? Well, yeah, okay. so you get people that do like the dry July thing or they Yeah, they we have like a, days, but... yeah, dry January in the UK, we have it like after Christmas. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I think because I, I found that was that was good when I was doing the seventy five part. I found that thirty days were was good, but then you know, after that sixty to seventy five, that's when 
I just, it was like a transformation. It really was quite significant. So. Yeah, it's yeah, a, it, it's was... a, it is coming. I think in the UK, obviously, like you say, socializing with like alcohol in you know not even to an extent of like you know people are like, well, I'm not an alcoholic. Um, you know, I don't mm. drink to excess, but it is like you say, it's that constant, isn't it? Um, like you know, going for a couple of beers. If you if doing things with your friends uh, or your family generally involves around going out for food and drinks or going out for drinks mm. or, you know, you go and watch a mm. game and, and there's a couple of beers involved or whatever. And it's, it's very much like people assume that if you're going to give up alcohol, that then you're no longer going to be able to socialize with your friends and family because mm. that's like, well, what else am I going to do? You know, if, if they're all drinking, how am I going to manage that? So how did you manage the totally. like the social side of it, it initially when you you first gave up? Yeah, I guess there's been some slight adjustments. You know, like my friend circle and the people that I hang out with have probably changed slightly, like not massively, but there's been some slight adjustments. They, you know, the zero percent beers here are such like an easy substitute. Like they, you know, you, you don't feel like an outsider or anything like that. Yeah. So. I found that that's like a really, yeah, I like those and um, yeah, that they're, they're great. And so, um, yeah, it's, it it's just an interesting transition from drinking to non-drinking. It's not that I judge people that drink now, um, but I also like just, yeah, as I say, really encourage people to experiment with trying going without 60 days. Or so. Yeah. I think uh, it is, becoming a lot more i mean in the uk as well there's i mean you go in the supermarkets now and there's like you know whole sections in the in the drink aisles that's like non-alcoholic and the amount that you can buy is like you know spirits wines beers it's like it's it's so much more whereas a couple of years ago maybe you know uh round before lockdown it was really like really unusual to be able to get it and now you can even go into the pubs and and get it on tap you know it's that it's that right, becoming yeah. so much more common and i think like you say yeah, yeah. they call it people are being becoming uh like sober curious aren't they so it's like what is right. the effect of doing this but like you say do you want to ever do you want to be sober for the rest of your life or do you just want to have it there for occasions so that you know that if you want to have a drink because it's a special occasion mm. or wedding or whatever then you can but mm. I mean, I, I mean, I did do, um, I went alcohol free when I was going through treatment, uh, through my cancer treatment. So because they do advise you not to drink and I did actually do it. And I, I did it for, I think I did it for well for the whole of my treatment. So I must've been like six to eight months. I did actually do it. And I ended up, I ended up going off gin and tonic because the gin and tonic used to be my drinks to go. And I actually went off it. I couldn't drink it afterwards. I was like, I just couldn't stand the taste of it. I'm all right now though. I can drink gin and tonic now. I'm fine. But, um, <laughs> but I think even since then, even now I don't, I do drink, but I don't drink as much as I used to. Whereas before it was like, you know, you have a glass of, you know, you've had a bad day at work or whatever, or a hard day or the kids have been like playing up and you're like, Oh yeah, I'll, mm. I'll just have a drink um totally so I think like uh, you know it it does interest me as well because I think you hear now more and more people that are realizing the effects that it has on their health and fitness um and their choices that they make and you know like you you mentioned sleep I mean sleep is a massive one 
that a lot of people underestimate when it comes to alcohol. Um, I mean, most <clears> of us know that we don't make the best choices with food once we've had like too many drinks. But I think that like, the That's impact, it, yeah. like even like three or four days later, if you've had a heavy session of how that impacts on your sleep and your behaviors. Um, so yeah, I think that's like, I think that's an amazing achievement, something to discover that while you've been through this journey and uh, how you affect, how it's affected you. Cause I don't imagine you would have ever thought that would have like had a, a big influence on your life. No, that's right. And if I look back over the say like 15, 20 years, if I were to have known what I know now back then, absolutely I would have made different decisions and you know you don't know what would have happened but um that's I guess that's why I'm so evangelistic about this you know is that if I can not inspire but at least give someone reason to try and experiment um someone younger especially right then yeah then that would be a win yeah yeah no cool it's good to share experiences like that because I think you know and it's how other people learn isn't it and it gets them curious about it like you know what is if you've discovered this and um you know what could it do for somebody else so i think it's i think it's really great that um you can share your experience of that um so obviously you've got your your 30 flex which you're like do and we can we'll link that in the podcast as well so people can find you on instagram um is there any other like top tips that you've got to to leave the listeners uh on a on a note before we end that you want to share your words of wisdom? Uh, well, geez, so much pressure. Um, I just <laughs> a- apply that, that methodology that I mentioned earlier, which is just to start small, start with something that's easy, you know, like a lot of people, not a lot of people, occasionally I've had a few people just, yeah, say I'd love to you know, run a marathon or a half marathon, or whatever. And, you know, just, just can't get there. And it's like, well, yeah, you, you know, maybe just going to wake up and do a marathon, but you can definitely wake up and go for a walk and then run maybe between the lampposts, like run every second lamppost or take some smaller action that will in turn lead to bigger things. So like, you know, for me, as I say, doing the one kilometer a day at the moment, it's pretty rare that I would just run the one kilometer. I'm often going to keep going, right? So yeah. I think just applying that small incremental thing and working on it. Yeah, I think it's just that it's that one percent, isn't it? When when you say it totally. like that, that one kilometer, it's like, well, that's not much. But when you look at it over the longer term, it's a lot, isn't it? And that's what, like, yeah, you say, it's those sure. little steps that add up to the bigger results in the end. So um, yeah, well, thanks for uh, coming along, David, and sharing your uh, your wonderful insights. And um, I love uh, <laughs> I love hearing about um, your flex thirty as well um 30 flex 30 flex 30 flex yeah 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 <laughs> um so could no, you want to if you just want to finish can you just um do you want to let everybody know where they can find you on instagram i'll put it in the uh, podcast link anyway oh awesome yeah for sure if anyone wants to um take a look at the 30 flex challenge it's just uh three zero dot flex f-l-e-x uh, on instagram or i'm uh, david uh, mouth no space m-e-l-e-c uh, on instagram so yeah thanks cool. for um having me Faye. really appreciate it oh no worries it's been really good uh great chatting to you um thanks a lot for coming